Welcome to episode 241 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Hello. I'm doing fine. How was your weekend, Ben? I spent most of yesterday doing nothing, uh, which was fantastic. I do have some interesting plans Mm. next week that uh you will you guys will hear in full on the captain's log i guess in like a two weeks or so after that but big big week with like ant-man <laughs> my secret you plans, tease these i have no idea there is like that that like right yeah. after that next week some fun stuff coming up fun stuff indeed mm-hmm. what about you though nice Ah, yesterday I went to go see the 25th anniversary Mm. 3D re-release of Titanic. Covered previously on the review show, this was my movie for Shame and Timber last Mm -hmm. year. I had never seen all of Titanic, and I I did thoroughly enjoy myself watching it all for the first time as an adult. And not like a nervous child who made her mom (laughs) turn it off when the ship starts flooding. How, How was the 3D in that? It was gorgeous. This movie looked so good. The 3D does so much to add like depth and scale and distance in this movie. I think it really adds to the experience. I've never seen a boob in 3D before. I don't know when I'll get to have that experience again. Boobs in 3D. First time getting to see a lot of things in 3D. Great reason to go to the cinema indeed. No matter what you like, one boob, uh, a sinking ship, <laughs> late character actor Bill Paxton, Good you can stuff. see all of it in 3D. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about this week. Melissa, what are we here to talk about this time? We are talking about an audio drama. This is a 10 episode audio drama from, I believe, 2020 called The Left Right Game. Uh, This is one I Mm -hmm. did listen to, I think, sometime that year when it was still pretty fresh. And I wanted to have you give it a listen. I thought you'd enjoy it. We both have a a pretty good audio background. I I really enjoyed the premise. Uh, The sound design in this is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I won some awards for sound design. I don't know what exactly uh, Tessa Thompson stars as the main character. There's some really, really neat and incredible yes. stuff uh, in in this. It's not without its problems. I will say that, but it's good. It's fun. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm happy you enjoyed it. I, I had a busy week at work. I knew I was going to be working some overtime, mm-hmm. so I pitched you three audio dramas. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I can do those while I'm working. I can't do that with a comic book or something. And it it was a nice propulsion to my week to know, like, okay, every day I get to listen to like two episodes of this thing that is yep. about travel, that's about transportation, about going to some wondrous place. So it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, I just being I, stuck since here I at my didn't desk. Go anywhere and I work from home, all that stuff. I was like, well, let me do like 
let me do some chores and stuff. You while do, I really yeah. Listen to this. So I was just sitting there washing dishes and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the 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 sound design in this, I, I think, is a particular strength of the show, uh, for better or for worse. And yeah, just mm-hmm. really trans. But the whole thing is. I guess kind of sponsored by Sonos. Um, and I, I have a Sonos speaker in my, my mm-hmm. home did not listen to the podcast. Oh, right. on yeah. that. I mean, like, could have, if I had used like Apple podcasts or something like that, but I use a mm. different podcasting app that does not connect with this Sonos speaker, unfortunately. Um, but I, I mean, and this is not an ad for Sonos, but I really do like their speakers. Their speakers are fantastic. Uh, however, I did hate their proprietary app. I think it's awful. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, they, 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 they do have really good, good, good sound quality. And they do this thing where they, they can like mm-hmm. tune the speaker to the room you're in and stuff so it, like it you start this thing where it like sends mm. out this like signal this like high-pitched like beeping sound and then you have to walk around the room with your phone as silently as you can like waving it up and down for it to like map the, the, that room with like sonar God, yes something like that i don't know location uh, but then it like adjusts the eq wow. and stuff to make it like the best sound for that room uh, which i think is neat so but enough about Incredible. that more about the podcast yeah uh melissa what did you think what this is your yeah. second time listening to this so was this better upon it the, is. the, the se- second time checking it out this podcast does have, I know this is a weird word to use, really striking imagery. Like it really puts these pictures in your head that are uh, very memorable that I have remembered in like the last year and a half, two years since I've listened to this, that I wanted to revisit, Mm -hmm. that I wanted to stick into your head too. The audio design is one of the big strengths. Like you get a lot of information just from the audio design, just from like the Foley of it, which is good and is sometimes kind of tricky. Like at one point later on in the series, a character gets a very severe injury uh, and it's not until they talk about it like sometime later. And yeah. I'm like, that's what happened. <laughs> that is like the one thing that I will say about the show, spoiler free, that I, I did not like as great as the sound design is mm. it's tricky to to like because the, the it, it feels like they're trying to do the show me don't tell me thing but it's an audio podcast they mm-hmm. literally can't mm-hmm. show me and so if they're not showing me yeah and they're not telling me yeah I, i'm i'm kind of stuck on some some things and there was a lot of this that i felt yeah. like I could piece together what was happening. Like I could imagine in my head what was happening. And most of the time it turned out I was correct. Um, But then you could either say that that's like really Mm. good sound design and good writing to like clue you in, or you could say it's 
been bad sound design because I didn't know what was happening exactly and the writing wasn't there to support it. And so I just kind of had to guess and hope for the best. So it's but like it was enough that I could kind of figure it out, but it also like had me try and figure it out, Um, Mm. which I was just like, tell me what's going on. I don't know. Yeah. I will say that Mm -hmm. there's an excellent cast in this and everybody does sound very distinct and there's not an overwhelming number of characters. I know sometimes that can be a barrier when I'm starting a new audio drama is that there's too many voices at once. And by the time, like, I can't stick around to train my ears to recognize everybody because I'm already so confused. Like, every once in a while that can happen through... Possibly nobody's fault of my own, just like my ears not being dexterous enough. But uh, vocally, yeah, I think this I is agree. a very easy podcast to Good listen stuff. to. Uh, yeah, you guys can get this wherever podcasts are sold. Um, yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, it's 10 episodes. Most of them are closer to that, like, 30 minute mark. But there are a few that, like, get up to that, like, 40 minutes to an hour. Um but yeah, do, let's let's do a a, pr- yeah. a premise for people who uh, might not know what this is. And yeah, uh, us must being like, it was a great sound design. They have not told you yet. <laughs> yeah. The sound of what? What, what are <laughs> the they sounding? Sound of what? <laughs> Tessa. Tessa Thompson plays Alice, who is a young journalist who finds this thing called the left right game which is this sort of urban legend folk game where you start in a town with as with some sort of a grid system to it you drive you take a left a right a left a right a left a right a left a right and you do this over and over and over again and eventually you just cross some sort of metaphysical barrier and you're not in that town anymore you're in some other plane of existence So for a story, she travels along with this caravan of cars. It's led by like some guy who's like played the game before. He's this older man. He's got sort of like a a rich history of all sorts Mm -hmm. of odd jobs and fascinating stories. And this is like his latest fascination. And there's all these other people in their own cars on this trip who have everybody's got a code name. Yeah, everybody's background's kind of mysterious. You're trying to piece together like, why are they here? What's everybody's purpose? for going on this mysterious, like very dangerous exploration. And the framing device for all of this is that Alice's old college friend, uh, he randomly gets, he hasn't heard from her in like a year. They lost touch. He gets an email from her with an audio file that is her recording this trip. And he's like, weird. I I, I haven't heard from Alice in forever. It's strange. I got this email from her out of the blue and he's talking to his mom. Like I heard from Alice today and she's like, who is Alice? Yeah. He's like, Alice, we were like flatmates in college. You kept telling me I should ask her out. And she's like, I don't know who that is. And he realizes he's the only person who knows who Alice is anymore. She has like, once she like passed that barrier and is now in the world of the left, right game, she has ceased to exist on earth. And since she's e- found some way to email him these audio files of her travels, he's the only person who knows she exists. So he's trying to, get some sort yeah. of proof she yeah, was I, real and I try and think find the, her. The show has a really great set, set, set up. Um, it, it 
kind of does this like two part mm-hmm. story where most of the episodes start with this g- 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 guy trying to find her and just be like, what happened to her? Dude, was she worked at this place? Let me call them to see what. And so he's trying to track her down mm-hmm. and find her. And then, you know, we spend like 10 minutes with him ish and, and then it transitions to the other side, the uh, other plane of existence yes. where Alice is with this caravan documenting their adventures, the the strange encounters, the mysterious things that happen, uh, the lies that she might catch some of the characters in and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's it's a it's it's a very, yes. very interesting premise uh, I do. Do you have to say, I also don't think the name of the show is all that great, but it's like, we like, what else could you call it? But like, there's, it's just the left right game. It sounds yeah. dumb, but it like, that's kind of the, like, the idea of that game. Like, <laughs> like, it's supposed to sa- like be this dumb yeah, sounding yeah. thing. Oh, you just do left and right and then left and then right and then left and right. And suddenly you're in some paranormal yeah. plane of existence. That sounds stupid, but she's just like, you know yeah. what? There's people out there that believe this. Let me investigate. I, um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like how the title of the podcast is exactly what like the name of the game is. And it really lends itself to something Jumanji. like the elevator <laughs> button game or like playing Bloody yeah, Mary yeah. in a mirror um, or something. Yeah. So I, I don't have much else spoiler free to say on the left or right game. Go mm-hmm. check it out. A quick 10 episodes. Um, and yeah, that being said, yeah, uh, we will take a quick break for some housekeeping. Uh, And when we get back, we will dive into it and start discussing some spoilers and stuff like that. So we will be right back. Here at The Whatnots, we make multiple different shows and a lot of hard work goes into making them. So we would love it if you check them all out. If you enjoy our shows, Patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to show your support. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to episodes and at our three dollar tier, a Patreon exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club. You can even get a shout out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, thank you so much. It means the world to us. You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in the whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, head over to thewhatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. All right, we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters once again. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Uh, Puchinski is our Patreon Pilots Club episode this month. Uh, <laughs> what a show, man. <laughs> what a wild one that was. Uh, cop gets killed, reincarnated as a dog and is now a, a bulldog d- detective. <laughs> uh, kind of wild. Uh, but that was a lot of fun mm-hmm. to talk about. Once again, that's at our $3 tier on Patreon um for the pilots club last week 
here on the review show. Uh, Melissa, yeah, 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 yeah. And I did some Red Sonia comics. Um, I've been wanting to get some more sword yeah. and sorcery stuff here on this show. It's a genre we have not really explored all that much. Um, and so I was just like, let me have a, cu- a couple so- so- sword and sorcery uh, p- pitches. And this was our first one. Red Sonia, uh, written by Gail mm-hmm. Simone. Uh, 18 issues of that. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, the Last of Us. We are still doing our reactions to that. It's Super Bowl weekend, the weekend we're recording this. So they released their most recent episode on a Friday instead of a Sunday night like they typically do. Uh, so we already have our reactions up to number five. Uh, if you guys would like to go check that out. Um, man, the, the last week was the calm before the storm. And this week, things erupted on that show. It was wild. Um so yeah, go go check all that stuff out. Uh, and then on the captain's log this p- p- past week, uh, we got to catch up on uh, some pop culture news, some things we've been watching, some comics we've been reading. Um, Melissa, you got that back into watching all the Scream movies because uh, Scream 5, 6 is about to yes. come out. 6? Six is going to come out in a couple weeks. Yeah. So I've I've rewatched or watched for the first time. Go. The first four. Five is soon. Uh, this is the year where I'm really catching up on every franchise that is a new movie in theaters. Because I, I watched all the John yep. Wicks. We're watching all of the Fast and Furious movies here on the review show once a month. So Absolutely. we'll be all caught up by the time Fast 10 comes out. Uh, d- I wasn't able to see Fallout in theaters, but since then I have watched all the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. Something else we did on this podcast. So we're ready. Absolutely. We're ready for all uh, of you these did sequels. remind me, we also did a trailer reaction uh, to Fast 10. If you'd like to go go see me and Melissa reacting to, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to that trailer, uh, it's up on our YouTube channel of course, we've only seen the first three mm. Fast and the Furious movies right now, so we don't have the full context yes. except for like the cultural <laughs> zeitgeist of right. just like what we've osmosis, yes. os- osmosis, uh, whatever, <laughs> yeah, osmonized, yes, osmonized. <laughs> we've jonesed uh, we had it. a blast with that. So go check <laughs> all of that stuff out. But that being said, let's get on uh, to some spoilers. Everything is playing out of my speakers. I don't understand why. I the like the end song for our podcast is playing out of my speakers and not my headphones. That that spoiler alert mm. thing out of my speakers, not my headphones. The housekeeping video out of my speakers, not my head. I'm uh, I'm so confused. I changed one thing. <sighs> it messed everything mm-hmm. up. Oh well. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> the left right game. Well, so where do you want to start with this? What did you think about the world that they enter into? I think that is my favorite part of this podcast is how it just subtly shifts from we're in Phoenix, Arizona. We're driving the outskirts of Phoenix, Arizona. Now things are weird. We still look like we're in some sort of a a southwestern landscape, but now like the the city's not behaving the way it's supposed I, to anymore. I like the idea because like th- th- this 
in a weird way, this podcast felt very familiar. Um, and I think it's because it mm. like once they get into this paranormal world, it feels like st- stuff like Night Vale or uh, it was King Falls. Yes. That's the one that we did a long time ago. Yeah, it felt like King stuff Falls like that. Where in this yeah. like, weird town or weird place where just this mis- these mysterious things happen, right? Or uncanny county. I, I know you've that's a, a favorite of yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Of years. Um, <laughs> thank you i like that you still haven't listened to uncanny county yeah, I mean, but you I'm, know I'm it just from me mentioning it. it over and over again that it also fits stuff like in that, the but, genre um, yeah <laughs> yeah like it, it it feels like that and so i i felt like i could settle in and just be like okay like i wasn't necessarily surprised by any of the stuff that happened in the show because it felt so familiar um but i i liked all of the stuff that they did Mm-hmm. i particularly liked the hitchhiker um i i i like how some of the weird yeah. so, some of the weird things get explained some do not um there are weird thing like the first weird thing you see on the other side is this woman mm. and they're told to just ignore her and keep going she just she looks like this older or I'm not sure if she looks old, yeah. older, but, uh, you know, just like, I, oh, shouldn't we stop and help her or see what she's doing here? It's another human, right? Like they must be playing the game. And he's just like, no, by, yeah. by no means do not talk to her. Like, don't don't do any of that. Just keep going. Yeah. And. And that one is early enough that it's they're, they're still fairly close to like Phoenix. And it's yes, like, oh, yes. is this like an actual citizen? Is this a real world person who's coming up to our car because she needs help or something? And then Rob, the leader, is like, no, she's one of the known landmarks here on the yeah. road. Just uh, ignore and her. And then, of course, the next year, human that you see is the hitchhiker. Uh, but I, I I don't remember if it was after the hitchhiker or just slightly before when they see the car that's like the cr- the crashed c- car yeah but it's that yeah it's right around that there car that are explained uh, as well as some other story what was the the main yeah dude's name um in this Rob yes Rob J Rob I have Rob the, J Guthrie Wikipedia pulled up with all of the names here i i thought the voice actor that played him w earl brown was fantastic one of the best performers um i i mean outstanding uh i want to say uh today is super bowl sunday so last night trying to learn something about football i watched the movie draft day which is you you see very little actual gameplay of football. No. <laughs> I don't think it helped me. I think it made me oh, more confused. Okay. But he's in it. And like I didn't even know he was in it. I didn't see his name in the credits, but as soon as he starts talking, wow. it's like there I know go. that voice. Uh, That's oh, yeah, I have seen him. I've he's he's also in Deadwood. Uh he's in Being John Malkovich. Um mm-hmm. he's in some oh, uh as well <sighs> as such series as Seinfeld. NYPD Blue, CSI, The X-Files, Six Feet Under. He's in Preacher. This guy's all over the place. Um, 
I, huh. I like it's a name I know. And once I saw him in the movie, like, right, him. I've seen him in a dozen things over my lifetime. He's just one of those That's working, reliable actors. He does the voice and motion capture for the character of Bill in The Last of Us. The Last of Us video game. One of my favorite videos. I, wow, this is wild. Oh. I have never... Like, I'm not familiar with this guy in in the, like, household. Like, I don't know his name. I've never known his name. But he's in so much stuff. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to say also, uh, there's another character in the caravan named Blue Jay. This very crabby older woman who's an absolute skeptic mm-hmm. who is on the trip just to disprove it played by Colleen Camp. And I'm like, I know that name. I looked her up. She is <laughs> Yvette the maid from Clue. <laughs> Many years ago. Again, another like actor who just works, who you've seen in a dozen different things. And I'm, I'm really happy that they got the chance to shine and for you to focus in on like just their voices because they both have yeah. outstanding I, th- voices. Like there's there's a, f- a few performances in this that I think really, really stand out. But I like uh, obviously they put mm-hmm. Tessa Thompson front and center. I think she has the the recency bias of of like you've seen her in as Valkyrie and Thor and and just stuff like that. Um yeah, but yeah, I I almost have to say I felt like Rob's character was a better performance. I, like I I felt Tessa Thompson in this was just kind of middle of the road. <laughs> no offense, I mean she like she's not bad by any I, means, but I think Rob's performance here was just that much. Just like I I like it. I like this character. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's just so folksy and and warm. And I like that when you meet him, he's just got very sort of short, simple answers to things. He's like, yeah, I was in the war. Then uh, I came home and I I married and that didn't work out. And like Alice and her narration is like, that's all he has to say (laughs) on the entirety of the Vietnam War. (laughs) I, I just. But I think her because Alice is the journalist because she is sort of supposed to be kind of an outsider kind of documenting things i can't imagine that that's it's yeah like i think the that aspect of her performance Uh, is which is why i I, like i i don't think it was a bad performance by it by her but i just found myself Mm -hmm. like really paying more attention to rob and and his his stuff because he 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 can get Mm -hmm. very short and very quiet but then he also has things where he just won't shut up. He is so passionate. He's tripping over his words and stuttering. And you can tell you can tell he's like he's salivating in the way that he's speaking and the sounds he's making. Like, you know, when you get on some big rant or something and yet yeah, your mouth just starts salivating and you got all this like spit mm. in, in your mouth, you know, and you just have to like stop and swallow <laughs> after a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very you can wet hear per- how wet his mouth is. Great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I hear you. I understand. Yeah, yeah, it's I think it's really endearing automatically. Like he reminds you of like your dad or your grandpa or like an uncle or one of their friends or something like that. Like he 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 feels specifically 
very familiar in a more personal way amongst the, the yeah. genre traffic. I do want to get back to your question, though, of what did I think of like the atmosphere and the, the, the plane of existence that they were on. Um, yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I liked it because it was familiar. I mentioned that. I also feel like there was also nothing there. Which is weird, and I don't know if I really liked all that much. I guess that is the weird thing of you're in this other plane of existence. It's not like what you know. Mm. But that's the thing is like once so you you take a left, take a right, take a left, you know, so on and so forth. Then you come across this tunnel. And no matter where you're playing the game, there's always this tunnel you go in the tunnel and on the other side is this plane of existence. Right. Um, but that's the thing. I, I, I don't think they really described like, well, if you pass the tunnel and look back, do you see the rest of the city? Does this mean you've, you've exited this city or are there still some buildings right there on the, 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 the opposite end of this? They don't mm. really describe that as much. Um, and I, and I kind of wish they would have, um, but I, I, like I said, yeah. it, it was familiar enough that I felt comfortable. So. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the, the world building around this game and how mm-hmm. they talk about how you can play it anywhere. Uh, it's helpful to start in a city that's got like a big grid system where you can take that many left and right turns and not hit like, right cul-de-sacs or dead ends or whatever and they just happen to be playing in phoenix because it's built like that i yeah i like that everybody's got the tunnel and when you're on the road it can feel like you're just on a normal road like you're just in arizona somewhere like i like that the the weird stuff is like kind of few and far between at the beginning and then just slowly builds i like that it's more Mm-hmm. quietly surreal at the beginning where it's like this is just like a big barren patch of desert until rob tells you all right it's been recorded that if you keep driving you will meet the hitchhiker the hitch you must let the hitchhiker into your car but you do not speak to him the idea that this has all been to some degree traveled and mapped before by rob or we're like by people mm-hmm. rob has met on like a message board or whatever that there is known lore there are rules to where you are going. I liked how I like the rules and the structure of this like mystical world. You imagine you're going to go through this portal and it's like, well, everything's wild and upside down. It's like yeah. that episode of Simpsons where Homer eats the chili pepper. That's too hot. There's no rules. It's wacky or it's like, no, it's, it's a desert. You drive for a long time in the desert and it, you meet this one yeah. landmark and you must treat it this way. And just the farther they get the like, weirder things are and eventually they do cross this path where it's like this is the farthest anyone has gotten from here on out everything is new we don't know the rules we have to learn them as we go and just the idea that there are rules everything must have rules nothing is just happening like you have to tr- whatever you encounter there must be a specific way that you treat it well, that's, that's and the, we have to figure there, out what that is like it, it is this weird paranormal plane of existence we don't know exactly. Rob, yes, says he found these rules online. Of course, it later comes out that he's the one that originally posted them uh, with a with an alt ac- 
account, right? So he's he's the one that has been mapping this out. He's mm-hmm. making up these rules. It was him and his son. Um, and, and you know, bad things started to happen for sure. And I think that's why he's taking the rules so seriously. But it's like he's also not a scientist. Like he's not really studying the rules in any kind of scientific way to kind of determine what the rules should actually be he's he's almost just being like okay something bad happened let's just avoid it entirely don't talk to this person like don't do don't avoid this turn here when you see that Mm. do the do this thing um and and so i i i feel like it's almost a set of rules made out of like fear and survive like survival like just like i we're just not gonna mess with stuff as much as we can um but that Mm -hmm. makes me question like is that like does that rule really need to exist can you talk to the hitchhiker what if you say a certain thing what if you're strong-willed enough to just not do what he like like it that's the thing with like jedi mind Mm -hmm. charics they don't work on everyone right if you're strong well enough, <laughs> you can resist them. Yeah. Um, maybe there's something like that in there. Well, we do see a consequence of what happens when you do break those rules. Cause uh, we've got one pair of travelers are these siblings. They're these older siblings and their nicknames are Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, there's, there's a very sweet backstory mm-hmm. to the two of them and why that's their names. And she talks to the hitchhiker. Like, I think he, he, he sneezes and she says, bless you. And like, that's enough that he can like lock in on her. Like whatever spell has been broken now that she has talked to him. She's like invited him into her like a vampire or something. And he tells her the story, not a story, but he pitches her like, oh, you know, if you keep driving up this way, you're going to, uh, there's an, a turn and you can mm-hmm. take the turn to this little town called Wintery Bay. And, beautiful houses there what's your name bonnie bonnie you could have a house there just a sweet little house by the bay and this like infects her like they're driving along the road and she they take a left and she's like no no it was right we needed to take a right and everybody panics for a moment and they're like no no we were supposed to take a left and she's like oh i I was mistaken sorry I, i guess it was a left and then the farther they go the worse it gets where she's like we have to turn back I yeah. have to go there. I have to go there. <laughs> and it's not constant. Like she has these moments of lucidity where it's like, I don't know what I was saying back there. I'm I'm sorry to stress all you guys out. You know, I'm really happy to be on this trip. When is our next turn? Where are we going? Like it's it's really sad to watch her like fall into this pit of traveling towards something. Yeah. That we this, have no proof is even the, her story, I think, was one of, if not the most interesting thing to me in this whole uh, in in this whole yeah. podcast, because I, I feel like there's two different ways you can read what happened to her. Right. Um, there there is the like sickness and disease read right where she is someone who has Alzheimer's. Um, or, or, or just like you as a listener, you might be able to mm-hmm. relate to what's happening to her because maybe, you know, a family member that has Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and she ends up 
because like she starts talking more and more about wintry to the point where yeah she speaks up in like like heatedly just being like no we missed our turn like all that stuff to like to the point where yeah where she's just in another time and place right like she wants to keep going back to wintry yeah day in that one turn with that had the sign um and yeah like you said it's just it's painful to just like watch her do this and just lose a i was about to say lose a grip on reality but again they are in this like paranormal place right so it like but just still like yeah to not like to lose those moments of lucidity where she's so stuck back there and everyone's like no we're not there you're here with us like that i Mm -hmm. I thought was really interesting the second way you can read that situation is a more religious angle where she is uh Mm. a person of faith uh for example christianity uh, where even that religion uses stuff like mm. they have a place prepared for you. Uh, and that's kind of what it like w- how they yeah. were talking about wintry Bay. That's what the hitchhiker made it sound like. You have a home mm-hmm. there. It's already ready for you. It's prepared. Um, and she mm-hmm. buys in. Right. And she's just like, yeah. She's never seen it. She doesn't know if it's real or, or not, but she has this incredibly strong faith, mm-hmm. which I I don't want, want, want to downplay someone's faith. Uh, I, 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 mm. I actually quite respect it, but you can see like the flip side of that coin mm. of how someone like someone's faith might appear detrimental to someone else of just like oh i'm losing them like they're, they've they've bought into yeah. this thing and believe mm-hmm. it so adamantly so wholeheartedly that it's tearing them apart from their family and it's just sad right um and i yeah that to me was just like that was beautiful that was amazing um and then the response that uh her brother has uh to just want to kill himself basically to just like i'm basically just gonna go follow her directions to this wintry bay thing and i'm just gonna go off into who knows what um yeah you she like steals a car she drives off that way and you see her just like evaporate like she just dissolves into dust yeah. like at the end of infinity war or something when she takes a wrong turn goes towards where she thinks wintry bay is and her brother who's got this really sweet story about how like yeah, it seems like they grew up in a small town like there weren't that many people around they were kind of isolated like she got married young and then her husband died young so she's been a widow for decades and they kind of always just had each other he's like where she goes i go like i don't know what my life is without her (laughs) so i I, if she's dead i i have to go die too if that is if that even is what happened i don't know i don't know 
what that was, but it has to happen to me too. And he, they've like traveled beyond that point and it, it like there's camping for the night and he makes this decision and Alice is like, I'll, I don't want you to do that alone. I'm going to walk with you. So they walk like two hours there for him to take this wrong mm-hmm. turn and, and end everything to, to, more or less. And then she just has to walk back for two hours by herself yeah. dealing with it what really she is. saw. It's so haunting. And, yeah, and so like a, touching like, violent also. suicide, right? Where he, he just like takes some kind of gun, no. gun or weapon and a- a- ends it right, right there. But it is this thing you have to be very prepared for, right? It's a two hour walk to get where they needed to go to do this thing. But he was so yeah. determined and so like had so much love for his sister, right? That he was just like, I, this is just what I have to do. If there's a chance that like, I mean, they're already in some supernatural mm-hmm. plane of existence. Why can't there be another one? Yeah. Right? Like if there's a chance I need to go and be with sure. Um, And yeah, it's, it's, better sweet uh to see see them go i i I liked that a lot Mm -hmm. for sure i i also think the name wintry bay is so fascinating because it it sounds mysterious and that you can't imagine a bay being named like that because it's not necessarily aspirational like I want to retire somewhere where it's always winter. I want to be right on the water in the winter. And they're in the Southwest. So yeah. it's like, how far away is that? It feels so distant. You've got such a hard time picturing it. It's a really interesting yeah. place. That's name, the only as opposed to something else like Wintry Bay. You know, There's welcome. no other description of like, yeah, oh, it's 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 townhouses. Yeah. There's some high rise apartments. Yeah. Buildings. Bonnie, you could have the, the the penthouse suite. It's prepared. Like, no, just Wintry Bay. There are houses mm-hmm. there. It seems nice. That's it. That's all we got. Yeah. What, who else is there? What happens in Wintry Bay? Is it literally uh, winter? <laughs> it's so. Right. Do you ski there? It's so mysterious. I also really like Jubilation. Like as they drive through, they realize like, okay, our we don't have any signal on our phone, but our phones just keep working. Like they're this in this sort of perpetual state of energy where like gas mm-hmm. is lasting forever in their cars, battery is lasting forever in their phones, but there's no signal, there's no connection. And they're like, Well, are there local radio stations? Like if we tune the radio, can we get anything? And they do get a broadcast from some town they're on the road called jubilation and the broadcast is it seems really normal and then it's just evolves into like terrifying like bestial noises and when they drive through this town it seems like it's this perfect little like pastel like 50s mid-century like the beginning of edward scissorhands town and every family is a unit of four, a mother, father, son, and daughter, and they are all having like a dinner on their lawns. Like it's the exact like De Norman Rockwell image you it would see the family of gathered around a table movie, for dinner. But it's all Vivarium, on the lawn. Right? The, the houses are just pristine yeah! white picket fence, yes! American Dream, but they're all the exact same at like Ugh. 
every everywhere. Uh, what a weird movie mm-hmm. that was, too. Um, yeah, like I they they have some really striking imagery in this, even down to later on in the show where they encounter this uh, this humanoid figure that is nothing but like static like what you see on like an old tv that like black and white snow static stuff um like stuff like that is really really interesting um even uh again there's some things i i just i don't know what happened exactly in this thing but there's like they end up coming across a city that is just it seems deserted uh for the most part but there is oh that city is, is something fascinating to me and here's the thing they don't describe what these things are except for calling them they to yeah. know that there are multiple of them and they have humanoid screams yeah that's all we know that's the only dis- descriptions that they they that they gave you um and yeah like that is the, the like stuff like that can be haunting and can be scary not knowing that stuff but also kind of like i said there's a lot in the sound design like it relies a lot on the sound design and sometimes mm. to its detriment where stuff like that kind of took me out of it it's just like I don't even know what's happening now. Like, I. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. It, what just, do yeah. I picture? Like, <laughs> are these monsters? Are they creatures? Are they humans? Are they zombies? Mm. What? <laughs> right. What? Is, what is the yes. difference between yeah. monster and creature? Do I have to Who figure knows? this out now? Like, um, you're not giving me any clues. <laughs> I I do love the set piece, though, of a city that is not decrepit it seems like it is like a perfectly Mm -hmm. modern normal looking big city just with not a soul in it that is so chilling like i like the idea of it being post-apocalyptic not in setting just purely in the absence of people yeah you never Um, really see that stuff like that was really interesting let's let's dive into to the sound design more Do, do you have something else to say i I Oh, yeah, no, that works. Yeah, I was going to say, I think one of the most effective instances of the sound design is when they hit, it's towards the end where they hit that mm-hmm. forest, and that's as far as Rob has ever gone. He's like, nobody knows what's beyond this point. Everything we see from here on out is new, and they're driving through this really, really dense forest, and out of nowhere, a deer hits their car. Just like runs out in the road. They can't see it. They can't swerve. A deer hits the car and they get out and they're like, oh, my God, what do we do? Do we move it? Can we drive around it? And they notice the deer is pregnant. And then you like hear the deer give birth to a human yep. baby. Like one does. That's that is. <laughs> that's what, and then the baby like rapid, rapidly ages like it's a baby. And they turn their backs on it yeah. for a couple and minutes, then, and, then and then they it's like, like a toddler. drive away, and then they see it again, and it's like full grown adult. Just like, what is this? What's happening? Um, I, I, I thought you were one of my favorite instances of the sound design just being awesome. Uh, was I? I think slightly after that, when they are in the middle of that stampede. It's not just one mm. deer, but all like the herd of deer g- g- going. Yeah, that was incredible. 
Um, I mean, I listened to this with headphones in, not these big, 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 big ones. I had little small ones, but um, mm. still like that. It just it sounded fantastic. Um, they they the sound design does play a lot cool. with like the like stereo <laughs> sound and putting things on the left and mm. the right, which I, I know now that there have been some podcasts out there that does the like. I, which I think Apple has now rebranded it as like uh, spatial audio. This does not have that, but that spatial, uh, like I, mm. I would love an audio drama podcast that uses spatial audio in the sense that if I turn my head this way, like th- the sounds stay oh. like wherever they are. So I could like look to rob and i could hear him and i can hear like uh tessa thompson's character of alice behind me but if i look back towards where she is it changes to the front of me i think that would be fantastic um but this only has the like stereo left right stuff which i i think they use to their advantage um Another one of my favorite things in this podcast that isn't even really part of the podcast is just that voice at the beginning of every episode that says, hello, listeners, you know, please take caution when you're operating a motor vehicle, because it might seem like sounds are coming from in front of or behind you. Just that warm, folksy voice of whoever that narrator is just giving you that one I love it. So calming. It's supposed to be a ghost story. Like, ooh, listeners, be careful while listening to this in a car. <laughs> I, it sounds, it sounds. I mean, he has warmer a than that. Voice like, than it me, sounds right? like, they, like they, they do have that like really nice hound that they're like, let's pump the bass on this guy's voice. Sounds great. Hmm. He sounds like he's like the voice you hear when you're entering a dark ride, like you like, like you're going down <laughs> Big Thunder Mountain Railroad or something. Like you hear him before you start. Like you're going on an adventure, and it's good, but it's truly an adventure. Like it's Keep not all that arms and legs inside sort of the vehicle <laughs> and warm and like grandfatherly. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> I, I mean, the, the 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 sound design is always really really awesome. Like they they have great sound effects. Um, yeah i like i it sounds good but then my problem was that sometimes it relies on it a little bit too much and there were characters that yeah died and i really don't Mm. know how they died i i guess they kind of mentioned it afterwards and then i was like oh i guess that's how they died right uh but yeah there's things Mm. that just sound effects of people screaming or squelching some kind of like blood like obviously some kind of like sword or knife is like being stabbed into someone or something right i don't know like a sword (laughs) this this is a red sonia i I don't know i don't know how big the thing was they don't say (laughs) you could have clouds buster sword from final fantasy 7 it's like a seven foot long sword i don't know who knows um but but yeah like that's that's the thing like i on on one hand i felt like the story was 
for better or for worse, predictable enough that I was like, I can kind of figure out what's happening mm. here in this thing, but I'm not a hundred percent certain. Um, and yeah, the sound helped me kind of piece it together, but again, not certain exactly. And some things they didn't explain, some things they did be like, mm-hmm. did, did you just see him get his arm chopped yeah. off? Like all like all the, that stuff. Uh, and like that's like, oh, OK, so that mm. sound was him, you know, getting hurt. Um, but that's the thing is like I if the writing needs to be yeah. predictable for me to piece together what's happening. Is the writing all that good? I, I, I have to put that question out there. But I also don't feel like the writing was bad. But like, that's the thing. I, I felt like no. the writing knew and understood the medium enough to be like, hey, this is audio like the the whole the whole story is being told in that there is no visuals and i think them being like as sponsored or produced by sonos they probably could get a little money or some more producers in on this show and and that's why it sounded so fantastic Mm. and so i'm wondering if it was uh, what's the guy's name? Jack something. Who wrote this? Let me pull up the Wikipedia. Jack Anderson. Yes, that's was the right it name. Jack Anderson. <laughs> I I wanted to credit this earlier. I looked the the create they list all these credits at the end of the episode, but they're not written in like the episode descriptions or in like the yeah. series description like, I'm, of my I'm podcast if app. Jack was being like, okay, I want to like I'll stop writing here and stop having characters speak or say things in hopes that the audio will lead them to that and in a sense it does so he's not wrong right like he like it's not it's not necessarily bad writing Mm. but also it it has to be predictable for me to i I don't know do do you see what i'm wrestling with here I Maybe think I'm not describing it. So I think one of the biggest oversights, which I'm, I say oversight. I don't know if it's necessarily sure. the creator team. It could be me. Like I, I was working while I was re-listening to this. I think it's towards the end. It's like after the I thing with the deer, after the confrontation with Blue Jay, Alice is injured, and it's not until like the next episode that you yeah. realize her arm got ripped off. I'm like, when she's missing happen? an arm. I can't know that she's missing this. an did, arm. Did she not have an arm the entire show? And I just don't know that. No, I think like it's something in that scuffle with with Blue Jay and like with who's still around at that point. Maybe Lilith. I it's like the next episode where Rob's helping to patch her up and she says, my arm he hurts. Mentions- why does it phantom hurt limb. yeah and he says oh it's something called phantom limb syndrome i saw guys have this in the war exactly go what's that exactly like, it's new. Were, it like just I, happened. I, I think that is the most egregious one of just like whoa wait what what happened here what yeah when did this happen but yeah they're like mm-hmm. and again you can 
here that she has been hurt but unless she's like ah my even if she says ah my arm how do i know exactly what has happened to the arm like i i need a little bit more detail and you don't have to narrate everything exactly i guess that's sort of the trick of it is that this is just these are found recordings uh there are certain things that alice is doing that is narration that is a deliberate interview or, or notes she's doing for this article, but other times it's like, this is just still recording while an event happens. Like nobody, she's not still in journalist mode telling you what has happened. So like you just hear naturalistic audio, which is naturalistic, but I can't tell specifically what has yeah. happened. And sometimes it's like, I really feel like I needed something more specific, even if you had to awkwardly spell it out. Even if you had to sort of break the naturalism for a moment, I'd rather have that than like I, 40 right, minutes yeah. later. Like I, did her arm I appreciate that audio dramas or audio fiction as a medium is exploring more ways mm. to tell their stories. Right. I think that's fantastic because, um, yeah. yeah, when they first started to get popular, it was always the like, I'm the investigative j- j- journalist mm. and I'm working for it. And like, here's my recall. And it was you only ever got the little small snippets of recordings that that investigative journalist or the like did. Right. Yes. Or, yeah, it's like yeah. found footage stuff. So someone is documenting themselves going through these tapes of something. Else, right. Like they 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 stuck to like, I have to be recording it. Whereas more and more now you're starting to see. Uh, yeah. A, a more naturalistic thing. We don't have to be recording it like mm. that. That's just an arbitrary yeah. limitation that we put on to try and justify why this is an audio drama in the first place. Um, but you don't necessarily need that. Like, yeah. it, it can be a, a movie for your mind, right? Uh, as I say, I say jokingly, but the the point stands, right? Like, you can have that great audio like sound effects yeah. and all that stuff and that helps it absolutely did, 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 and that can just be the stu- the story mm. which mm. i like so i i applaud them for t- taking a road more like that where yeah. not everything because even alice's stuff you're right yeah is being recorded she's documenting it but they all they don't always draw attention mm. to the fact that like yeah. no no speak into the mic right <laughs> like it is more just this naturalistic, yes. like, here's the event that's happening. And that's it. Yeah, I I do like that there is a variety of formats in that I am deliberately narrating something. I'm deliberately interviewing people. Now the microphone is still left on. <laughs> like, you get a little bit of everything Yep. That, that, that the Absolutely. format could and then do. uh let me look up the guy's name who's the other mm-hmm. guy on the regular tom right that's his name her friend tom yeah let's talk I about this framing him. device what did lot. you think of tom um, and I, I i think one of mm. my second favorite bits of the show was him going to alice's parents and just his experience with yeah like it's they they don't remember her but it's not like she never existed like she has existed in this 
world, the phenomenon that's happening yes. is that there is now this absence of something there and p- people are reacting to that absence yeah. of of just like I forgot something, but I don't know what it was. And it like it it's it's almost driving them insane yeah. to, to, to just like what what was this? What is this? Um, and not like I was like, OK, phone, wallet, key, keys. Oh, my God. That's what I forgot. But like it, just this, I, there was something I was supposed to do. And I don't know what. Yeah. Like. Part of Tom's investigation is that yep. Alice was a, a journalism student. Like she's always been a journalist. So he goes back to their university. He goes to like the school paper archives. And he's like, I know she wrote a front page story on this day. So he goes to that like paper copy of, of yeah. the record of the, of the newspaper and the front page is just missing. It's not like they overwrote her front page story with another front page yeah. story. The just front page is there. Yeah. And the archivist is like, that's weird. I don't know why we would have archived an incomplete issue. And then he goes to her parents' houses. He goes to her parents' house. And yeah, his dad takes him up. Uh, her dad takes him up to this room. And he's like, I have receipts for every piece of furniture in this room. This dates back 20 something years. Yes. Why have I been buying yeah. furniture for this room for 20 something years? What is this room for? I walk in here sometimes and I forget why I walked yeah. in. Why yeah. do I do um, that? But to, just to see their their pain and their suffering to like there was something significant. Yes. That we now no longer remember. I I, I thought that was a yeah, a, yeah just a God, gr- great storytelling um all around that that one was was fantastic heartbreaking yes i do like that there are differences among the different people who Mm -hmm. knew alice and how well they know her like tom's mom is just like who who had met alice who liked alice but she's still distant enough that it's like we already keep talking about this alice person tom i don't know what you're talking about and then you meet alice's parents and there's this like massive gulf in their lives that they just can't explain it's not like they they had a daughter and they died they don't know they ever had a daughter like they've experienced this extreme loss that they just don't have any sort of idea or words for none of them are going to think we must have had a child who then disappeared in some (laughs) metaphysical realm i bet that's it they're like we don't don't know what's wrong yeah man that that one was very good i I almost kind of wish we got to spend more time with him or like one of the episodes was only him or mostly him. Right. Mm-hmm. Where like because they they only do the like here's like the five mm-hmm. or ten minutes that we spend with him. And then the the majority of it is with Alice. I, I kind of wish that maybe somewhere yeah. halfway in there it was swapped. Right. Where. Uh, like we 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 start with Alice and it like so- something is happening or like just finishing and she sends off one of those emails and like that's the end of her segment and then we yeah. follow Tom for the rest of it because um, at the end of the day I I almost feel like I don't know him very well. Other than that, he is looking for yeah, her. Yeah, I. There's he's a few t- things that we know, but yeah. Yes, like I. 
I wish we did know a little bit more about him. Like, is he a real skeptic? Is he the sort of guy who's like, yeah, I think ghosts are real. I think UFOs are real. I've never considered this sort of thing before. Like, where mm-hmm. is he in his in his belief system? I I do like that we learn, like, he's never been far yeah. away from where he grew up. And, like, he sort of had bigger goals in college. But now he's just, like, he's, like, a history major or something. But he's never like been to any of the places of the history he studied. He just works in like a bicycle repair shop, uh, which itself is like a mode of, of transport. Like he could, he could go cycling across, you know, mm-hmm. any part of the world, yeah. but he's still just there in, in England somewhere. And he's like, she's been so many places. She's done so many things. I've never been anywhere. And he's always sort of envied that of her or like felt smaller compared to her you know you wonder if this is one of the reasons why he never asked her out like alice is so larger than life she's so bright she's so clear she's so worldly she knows exactly who she is i don't really know who i am i don't know where i'm going i don't have a lot of aspiration or drive like she does and it's not until you know she starts sending him these messages that then he's he starts being a more active person, he starts yeah. traveling. He goes to America for the first time, trying to find the like the, I, the news media. She the one for, instance of me getting voices mixed up is when he went to New York uh, or wherever he went mm. in. I think it was Phoenix, mm. maybe. I don't know. Chicago? Anyways, the woman that gr- greets him, I was like, oh, it's Alice. How did she get out? Like what happened here? Mm. I just no, I, oh. not not her. Someone else <laughs> entirely uh, doesn't even know her. Just like met her yeah. on a message board. Here is another like paranormal investigator in the area, right? <laughs> so that yeah, that was the the only time of like me mixing up someone's voice in the show. Um, mm. But I think the biggest unexplained mystery in this show to to me uh at least is why him why did she send the stuff to him like there's no reason yeah, I, like of all the people in the world like this is someone like your life ended up going in a separate direction like you hadn't seen or talked to her in like a year or two sure you were flatmates in college but like mm-hmm. Sometimes that happens. You just grow apart. So, like, why him? What about him made it like, I need to send these to him? She does when she thinks she is. She could die at any time and she's sending these messages. She sends them to her parents and she sends one to Tom. And she does give the impression that I always wished I wasn't. We were closer. I always wished I would have come back and stayed in contact with you. I just sort of got lost in my own journey. I was constantly pursuing, pursuing, pursuing. I didn't feel like I could just slow down and, and like be still somewhere. Be still somewhere with Do you. Do you read that as like, romantic? Seems like she was. He, he was like the opportunity. She, maybe. May, or maybe just like we're friends. I feel like we could have been best friends if I would have let myself slow down and spend I, that time I, with you. I don't know. I I don't know if that's a strong enough reason in my mind. Because, again, if you think you're about mm. to die or be on some dangerous expedition, why would you go for the one like, 
uh, like the, the guy you were longing after, whether it's romantically or platonically to like, I, I haven't talked to you in years. Yeah. is like, yeah, hey, you're my roommate now. Uh, if I need help, like here, know that this is what I'm doing. Like, it just yes. kind of seems arbitrary that she sends it to him. And I, I wish there was more of uh-huh. like, oh, like you were dreaming of like being a detective when you grew up and got out of college or you're a hacker mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. how to do that. Right. Right. Like, I. I don't know. Or is is he into the paranormal stuff yeah. and is more of a paranormal investigator thing? And that's why he would take an interest. But we're not really given that except yeah what you mentioned of like maybe we could have been friends in another life i Mm. guess yeah i i would have liked a bit more to flesh out that relationship and yeah what what you're saying like what out of anybody you could have thought of why do you think of tom in this moment what do you think tom's going to do why is alice emailing me spam (laughs) This this, this, this isn't a bicycle repair problem. If this had gotten like caught in his spam f- folder, because she had never sent him an email before, <laughs> right? And it just, she just, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> unknown sender. Oh, man, um, but, but yeah, I don't know if I have too much else to say on this show. I, I enjoy it. It's. I really like the the imagination behind the the world that they enter into. I really love the premise of the show. That's something that made me want to come back to it. Maybe want to share it with you and add it to our list of like yeah. audio dramas. We know uh, I like that this is a mix of different formats, the purposeful and the accidental sort of recording. It's got the different layers to it. Uh, and I think you mentioned earlier that this has yeah, been optioned what, for a uh, TV well, show. At least according to the Wikipedia, uh, the it says Amazon Studios has secured the rights to the left right game. Tessa Thompson will be an executive producer on the series. And Jack Anderson, who wrote the audio version, uh, will be writing the series and also serving as executive producer. Um, so there you go. Good stuff. Yeah, like I, I, I nice. think this is a story that has legs. I think it will be interesting visually, um, especially if you can see yeah. this deer giving birth to a child and some static creature and these things inside the city. What does the hitchhiker look like? Yeah. Right. That's what I want to know. Oh, I was. <laughs> I was picturing the rules (laughs) from Serenity. (laughs) It's it's just that egghead with a briefcase. I want to see the scene where the car, where I think it's even Lilith's car just sinks into the pavement like it's quicksand. What's what's happening there? That's wild. Last thing I do want to say is shout out to uh, Apollo. I liked him. I thought he was a good character. Uh, yeah felt like his very good guy yeah i would have liked it i will say that 
uh, everybody gets slowly picked off as the journey goes on, which you can yeah. see coming. You can imagine that is the format this story is going to follow. I do like that there's such a variety of deaths. There's like attacks, there's accidents, there's you know, what happened with Bonnie and Clyde. Like at least if it, every episode like somebody right, dies, yeah. you don't get the yeah. same death twice. Good I like that stuff. Uh, but yeah, like I said, that's kind of about it. That's all that I have to say on the left right mm-hmm. game. Go check it out wherever podcasts are sold. But Melissa, it is time for bingo for us to check in on bingo. I'm pulling it up on screen right yep. now. Bam, here we are. What did we get here? Um, treasure map, no. Mm-hmm. Wrong time place for a heart to heart? No, not exactly. Big fast food name? No. Um, didn't exactly get a ghost. Let's see. Disguise? No. Death by electrocution? No. Character's bad at cooking. Magical book. No. Uh, I don't think I've got anything this week. I don't think anything. Like, there's a difference between journalistic notes and a diary. More machine. I I can't get diary. No sex scene set to music. They didn't randomly break into dance. Um. I don't think I got anything on my bingo card. Yeah. That we could hear. That we could hear. (laughs) Um, Man, because we we already. So I already have time loop. I I would say there is a time loop in this one. Uh, Uh, I already have that down. I guess that's kind of it. Yeah, nothing this week. Yeah. That's about it. Oh, well, real, real slow on the uh, bingo update this week, but that is a okay. X out of that guy there. Cool. Let's do recommendations. If people enjoyed this, what else might they recommend? Mm hmm. Uh, this reminds me very much of another Tessa Thompson project, okay. the movie Annihilation, where a some sort of an asteroid strikes part of Florida and there's this weird shimmery haze over the area that like refracts DNA and like everything in that bubble is like mutating. And she's one of this team of scientists who like goes into yeah. the bubble to explore and investigate and find out why the first team they sent in couldn't get out, find out what happened to them. Just the way everything is just mutated and morphed in that movie is is really inventive. Like you truly are stepping into a world that at first seems like, oh, weird flowers are growing here. And then the farther in you get, you're like, yeah. All right, people are turning into trees. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> covered that here on the review show on number then, 71. On yes. Review show a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so long ago. Yeah. And then for audio dramas, uh, Welcome to Night Vale, maybe the biggest name in the mm-hmm. game, also set in the Southwest. Uh, Uncanny County, a personal favorite of mine. This one is an episodic 
uh, kind of twilight zony anthology of stories just where weird things happen in a place called Uncanny County that also has kind of a, mm-hmm. a Southwestern flavor to it. Check that out. You're sure to find an episode of Uncanny County you really enjoy. Yep. We also mentioned King Falls AM, which is uh, an audio drama in the format of a late night radio show from this like tiny town in Colorado where weird, it's more of a comedy Weird things happen, but it's not quite as surreal as this. It's more like, I'm pretty sure one of my neighbors is a werewolf, but I don't know how to prove it. I'm going to call the late night radio DJs and see if they have any advice. (laughs) It's it's that one's that one's pretty funny, pretty charming. Uh, And then what else did I have written down? Tannis. Tannis is is still going. It's been running for several seasons. It originally started. I don't know. Oh. I, I don't think it is officially ended. So I imagine All it I remember will continue from in Tan- some Tannis format. is the g- <laughs> grapples. Tannis is a pod. <laughs> You're right. I have listened to all of Tannis. The earlier stuff I've listened to a couple times over. I can't really tell you what Tannis is about or what happens. Like I find the whole thing so peaceful and comforting to listen mm-hmm. to. Like I love the music on Tannis. I love just like the pattern and the cadence of like how the show is structured, the arc of every episode, the way all the actors talk. It's like it, how there's some people who will put on like an old episode of Law and Order to go to bed. Like that's me and Tannis. Like I really feel peaceful yeah. listening to it to the point where I can't yeah. tell you what happens. Like I just lock in on keywords. I'm like, oh, that <laughs> name means something. That guy is back. But I can't tell you who that guy is or exactly what he means. Right. I just know words, mm-hmm. but check out Tannis. You're probably going to have a different reaction to it than I do. This is about a journalist who latches onto the sort of weird myth of something called Tannis that is so abstract. He's like, I don't know if this is a place. I don't know if this is a dimension. I don't know if this is a person or an event. Yeah. What is Tannis exactly? What is this sort of element of legend? Can I dig into this? Can I define it? And can I find it? And it does end up leaning into sort of a a distortion of place. It's very it's set in the Pacific Northwest, one of the spookiest regions out there. If you got a spooky podcast story, you put it in the Pacific Northwest or the Southwest. Nobody's ever made anything spooky happen <laughs> in Missouri. Stuff. And it, and it does have cool. Uh, like distortions of place like that where you like you walk into a little cabin in the woods and you trace the you trace the wall with your hand and you find that you've been walking for hours Mm -hmm. even though you know this is just a tiny cabin exactly like it's that sort of stuff um i I have another podcast to recommend this one is the earth collective uh which melissa you and i covered way way back on episode Mm -hmm. 55 yes almost almost 200 episodes ago wild um but yeah this is a little more sci-fi but the kind of caravan aspect of the left right game really reminded me of the earth collective yeah. uh humans have colonized a planet out in space uh but the darkness on this planet uh when the they're like the their sun is not shining on it is dark and mysterious and things are out there and they don't know what exactly and so society has to kind of constantly move to stay in the sunlight 
Uh, and so it's this giant civilization, yes. this giant society on this like train like caravan thing. And the main character is one of the mechanics that keeps these things running. Uh, and every so often they they stop and explore what's out there and, and stuff like that. And it's really mysterious. I, I remember liking that one quite a bit. Um, Other was there another podcast that I want to. Yes. Yeah, so if you liked the bit about um like Tom exploring and trying to figure out more stuff about Alice and where she went and then encountering her parents uh, and stuff like that. That really reminded me of, believe it or not, uh, Hunt the Truth season one, which is an which is an audio drama ah! podcast about Master Chief from the Halo video games. It was one of those like uh, like cross media marketing campaign things like this is supposed to be a lead up into you know one of the other games and stuff like that um and i i in good faith i can only recommend season one of that i thought season one was actually phenomenal that that like one of my all-time favorite audio drama pieces season two unfortunately not very good uh i don't i don't think it like just completely nose dived in terms of quality um but the the main character in that is played by Keegan Michael Key, I believe, um, and he plays a journalist that is trying to Ooh. find what happened to Master Chief. Uh, he's kind of gone a wall all the stuff. And if you don't know the lore of Halo, um, Master Chief is this kind of like super soldier like character. Um, I, I guess he is a super soldier, but the people in the program that created him uh, were kidnapped as kids and replaced by clones like like kid clones. So the, the fa family had no idea that they were kidnapped uh, and those clones were designed to, to then get sick and die uh, so that they just think that person is dead, 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 naturally stuff like that. So he's like piecing together like all this info about like what happened to Master Chief, who is he, like all of this stuff. It's a really good mystery. I highly recommend it. Um, and then oddly, this kind of reminds me of like Mad Max Fury Road of just like dirt caravan cars. Yeah, That's all I have sure. On that one though, right? <laughs> dirt. Anyways, <laughs> there you go. Caravan. If you like cars. <laughs> Uh, but that's all I got for recommendations for this one, which means, Melissa, it is my turn to do some of the pitches. Yes. Three pitches as usual. But Melissa, in the from from the time this uh -huh. is recorded to next week, Valentine's Day will have happened. So I want to do some Valentine's Day yeah. themed pitches but maybe more described as extra spicy themed pitches. We're 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 gonna get some some, some spicy stuff uh, for this next week here. Uh, so I have a comic nice. book, a TV show, and a movie uh, that we can ch check out here. 
Uh, I will start okay. with the movie. This is uh, available on Amazon Prime. This is The Handmaiden. Um, I love this movie. Oh, yes. I checked it out kind of because I had, I had heard some some good things about it. Uh, it's uh, directed by Park Chan-wook. Um, this is a kind of drama thriller romance it is by far the most uh, erotic f- film that I have seen. I I can barely describe the, the plot of this in the sense that what you think this movie is about or what the like what the synopsis would be is not where the movie ends up at all. Um, it I will say Ooh-hoo. that the movie is filmed in three parts. Um, and yeah, think things happen. There, there is this woman who is hired to be a handmaiden for this, uh, this, this one guy whose wife is sick, uh, and that's kind of what the movie gives you at the start, and then it goes to some wild places, uh, twists and turns galore, things you didn't see coming. And yeah, it just ends up being this like erotic romance story uh, mixed in with a psychological thriller. Um, But yeah, great stuff. Great stuff with that. So that's pitch number one, The Handmaiden. Pitch number two, uh, we'll go to the television show here. Uh, It's eight episodes um, for the first season of this show. It is called The Naked Director. Uh, This is a Japanese show on Netflix, and it follows the story of um, Maranishi's unusual and dramatic life filled with big ambitions as well as spectacular setbacks in his attempt to turn Japan's porn industry on its head. Um, Yeah, this seems really, really interesting uh, about Japanese porn. and stuff like that. It's a comedy drama. It's set in the 80s. So it's kind of a period piece. Um, I, I don't know Ooh. anything about this. I haven't watched it. Uh, but it uh, did get renewed for a second season. Uh, which premiered in 2021. Um, so if you like these initial first eight episodes. There is more of it. I don't know if it was uh gone on for like a season three or if there's going to be one uh but i watched the trailer on this and it looks like a lot of fun um that's pitch number two the naked director that's available on netflix mm-hmm. pitch number three is a comic book this is a comic that i have wanted to read for a long, long time. I have a weekly comic book podcast that I l- 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 listen to. And they're one of the hosts on that show. His name is Bob. Uh, the podcast is Talking Comics. Bob is fantastic. If you know who I'm yeah. talking about, this guy is g- great. He is an older j- 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 gentleman. It w- and he is one of the most knowledgeable people on comics that I know. He has been buying c- comics since like the Fantastic Four first got started. 
and he just is it has this encyclopedic knowledge but yeah it just just i think being this older gentleman it 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 may be surprising for some people out there that he is on this weekly comic book podcast uh and then one week i i remember he came to the show being like i read this comic called sunstone and he per- proceeds to describe what it's about and says uh, according to amazon two women deal with the modern themes of sex relationships and fetishism in this erotic romantic comedy so beware all who enter because to quote a few thousand readers on deviant art i'm not into bdsm but this story i get it um this is about a BDSM relationship between two women and the struggles of their relationship. Um, it's it's not just about the sex and the stuff that they do, but their lives and the people they meet and their friends. Uh, and since Bob started raving about this book, about just how fantastic it, it was, I was like, I need to read this book. Um, so yeah, that's pitch number three, pitch number one, the handmaiden pitch number two, the naked director pitch number three, Sunstone. And, and, uh, to, to, to be fair, Sunstone, uh, book one, which covers the first three volumes, um, is, is what I would like to do there. Um, Okay. Sunstone I, sounds I familiar. I've I think you've brought it, that up before. in passing, but I've never actually it's, pitched it on the show. I know that for certain. Hmm. <laughs> That's intriguing. I think the naked director is also familiar. I think I've also come across that on mm-hmm. Netflix and like penciled it in for a later pitch. So good variety of stuff here. I am going to go with the handmaiden okay. because you've, you've raved yes, about it yeah. before. And Park Chan Wook just had a new movie come out called Decision to Leave really want to that I've that heard movie. so many yeah. people talk about. And I want some I I need some context for who this director yes, is. Absolutely. So let's watch the hand. Uh if if you are familiar with uh Park Chan Wook, he is the director of Old Boy. Uh if you remember that. Uh he did uh Snow Piercer um back in uh, 2013 and then yeah he did mm. the hand maiden in 2016 he's the director he's one of the writers the producers um stuff like that um and he's also one of the producers on the snowpiercer television show there so yeah mm. he's 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 done some some good stuff for sure for sure so I'm excited. Nice. That is uh, the handmaiden for this next week. Uh, and then don't forget, because the week after that will be the end of the month. Uh, we will be continuing our coverage on the Fast and the Furious. We are doing the second trilogy <laughs> in that f- four, five, and six. Uh, so just keep that in the back of your mind. Start watching those because that's mm. what we'll do here at the end end of the month. Yeah. What a time in film. <laughs> We're going to watch this uh, d- d- artsy international yep. film and then yep, the Fast, fast and Furious. Saga. Good stuff, indeed. 
Uh, but that's about it. That's all I got for this here podcast. Melissa, where can the people find you mm-hmm. on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old there kid you shows you feel uh, like. And if you guys want to stay remember. up to date with me, I am at Yo Kyle Springer. If you guys would like to follow all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots. Uh, so please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. Of course, if you're watching the YouTube version of this, go check out some of our other videos right over here. Maybe I'll put the Earth Co- Collective uh, one over there or something like that. Um, mm. But yeah, this has been number 241 of the Whatnots Review Show. We will see you all next time. Bye.